It's time for a Beyond the Mic shortcut. We're joined by director of Amazon Books Editorial to break down the top 10 books so far in 2020. Sarah Gelman, welcome. Thank you for having me. Being part of a team that puts together this list each year has to be very challenging. How competitive is it with publishers pushing books they want to be selected? You know, we um, we meet with publishers and they certainly get to know our taste and they know it through reading our blog, Amazon Book Review, and also the books that we're picking every month for the best books of the month. But we like to think that we're keeping our editorial integrity um, and really choosing the books that we love. And so it's a lot of fun. I mean, I think if you didn't love reading, you would not love being on this team. But we are all voracious readers. We all have backgrounds in, we have backgrounds in publishing or book selling. One person is a writer. Uh, one person was an editor at a New York publishing house. My background is in New York publishing on the publicity side. And so we're all coming from, from expertise, really, and saying what we think are books that customers will love. Because I think... There's always that question of like, what should I read next? And it can be a little daunting, I think, to look at all the books that are out there and really not know, like, what am I going to spend my precious time with? So we're trying to answer that question. Where do you get your passion for reading? Do you remember the first book you read? I do, actually. Um, I think, you know, both my parents are huge readers and they read different things and also kind of different ways. My mom's a big audiobook reader. My dad is like a voracious consumer of thrillers and mysteries. Um, but I think, you know, I remember learning to read and bringing home those, like, you know, the books about like man, the rat and being so proud that I could read those. But I actually remember the first chapter book that I read. I was in the bookstore. It was my favorite place to go at the library in the bookstore when I was growing up. And I was just looking at the jackets of books and I saw the jacket for the Beverly Cleary book, Ramona and her mother. And there are, I mean, this book is now old enough that there are various um, jackets for it, but this particular jacket art was Ramona, um, the main character and her mother standing behind her and Ramona squeezing an entire tube of toothpaste into a sink. And I just thought it was so funny. And so I picked the book up because I love the jacket. And I looked at it and I opened it up and it was a chapter book, which was more advanced than I was reading at the time. I was still reading these like man, the rat and picture books. And I realized that I knew all the words. And so I had this moment where I thought I can read a chapter book. Like I know these words, it's just longer than what I've been reading. And so I convinced my mom to buy it for me. And that was like, that was the beginning of the end for me. I was a reader from then on out and you know, I think my parents at some point worried that, like, will she ever be normal and play with other kids? Because I was always, like, hiding in my closet and reading. I was bringing books out to dinner. I remember uh, my mom loved going to baseball games at one point, And I always brought books because baseball is actually a pretty quiet sport. And so I would just sit there and read the whole time. Um, so I've always been a reader. And when I graduated from college, I went to work in publishing. And then ended up here at Amazon, where I work um, on the book editorial team. You worked in New York before you went to Seattle. What's the thing you miss most about New York? Oh, you know, I miss my friends the most, I will say. Um, but the people that were my friends are still my friends, I'm happy to say. And I do miss some of the takeout choices. Um, and the energy of the city is nice. But I love living in Seattle. I've been here for 11 years. 
so I'm very happy here. You're known to love women's fiction. What's the best book in this category from this year right now? Oh, um, that's so hard to say. So one book that is actually not on the list because of the publication date is a book that I picked for our June best of the month list. And that is a book by Ellen Hildebrand called 28 Summers. And I love that book. I just thought it was so fun. Um, she has written a ton of books. And so she has a, a pretty voracious fan base. But one book that is on the list that I loved is a book called Una Out of Order by Margarita Montefiore. And this is a really fun, different book about a character named Una Lockhart, who every year on the eve of her 19th birthday, sorry, every year on the eve of her birthday, she falls asleep and then wakes up in a new age. So on the eve of her 19th birthday, she falls asleep and she wakes up as a 51-year-old. It's her, but she's in a 51-year-old body and she has no idea what happened. And she starts living her life out of order. So she goes from 51 to 23 to 35. And you see, you know, so you're basically living her life out of order with her. And it definitely plays on that adage, youth is wasted on the young, because, you know, no one can appreciate a young body more than someone who hasn't had it for a year or more. But it's also a deep look at destiny and love and family and it's just a really, um, to me, it was a really fresh book. And I definitely, I feel like this is a book that should be turned into a movie as well. So I loved that book. How many books do you read in a week? Oh my gosh. Um, it depends on the week. And right now I am in the middle of more books than I normally am. I would say I'm in the middle of about six books right now. Wow. And um, I don't like to read that many at one time, but I am try. I just have a. I'm reading for a lot of different things right now. I would say I like to read two books at a time, and I read probably a book or two a week, if not more. It kind of depends, um, you know, how hefty the book is, um, what my schedule looks like. I have two young kids, so I feel like um, I don't have as much time to read as I would like to. It kind of depends on what. <laughs> how much they let me read. Um, and then I'm always reading tons of kids' books um, to my kids, too. Is there a book from the children's category you would like to read to your sons? Yeah, I mean, it's been funny because sometimes my older son will ask me to read out loud what I'm reading. And, you know, I'm normally not reading something like violent or with a ton of swear words in it. So sometimes I do read it out loud to him. Um, we just started reading... Of an older series called The Magic Treehouse, which is a kind of, it probably came out about 20 years ago, but he really likes that. And then there are some books that are on our list, the um, best books of the year so far list. There's a book called The Babies and Kitties book that I got for my younger son. And there's, it's a, I guess you could call it a sequel to a book that came out before called The Babies and Puppies book. And it has pictures of babies and baby animals doing things like eating food and running on the beach and talking about how they're similar. So that's a really sweet book. And then there's a book that's also on the list for the three to five year old age group. Um, about <laughs> it's such a silly book. Um, the first book was called um, "Llama Destroys the World," nice. and it's about a llama that eats a lot of cake and he bursts his pants and then destroys the world. And so this is a sequel to that called Llama Unleashes the Apocalypse, 
So that's one that my older son loves. Your bio talks about your dream to design the perfect reading nook. Yeah. What's in the perfect reading nook? Oh, I think about this all the time. I was just looking at Pinterest last night at reading nook pictures. I, you know, it, it changes. Um, certainly some beautiful shelves and beautiful books on them. And then I go back and forth between like a comfy couch, a comfy chair, or a swinging chair, like a chair that's suspended from the ceiling that I feel like that would be fun too. And then, you know, candles, a blanket. I just, I don't know. I'm like a little obsessed with coming up with what is the perfect reading nook and staying in that nook all the time, obviously. Now, what category of books do you read the most and how about the least? I probably read women's fiction the most. Um, you know, I'm reading from the perspective of, I'm going to call myself a middle-aged um, mom and I have two kids. Um, so I don't know. That's a category that I really love. And, I, you know, I think that when you love a category like that, you really want to suss out, like, what is the best in this category? Like, separating what you love versus, you know, what's kind of just okay. Um, and I do read nonfiction. And actually, the book that we picked for our best nonfiction book of the year is a book called Why We Can't Sleep by Ada Calhoun. And it's all about basically this midlife crisis of women, why they can't sleep and how women that are middle-aged now were really the first generation of women that were told you can have it all, you can do it all and how that causes a lot of stress. You know, being a full-time mother, being a full-time work superstar, taking care of yourself, self-help, exercise, like everything that's out there and how it really, you know, it should release you, but it really kind of weighs on you. Um, so that's a book that I, I love. I would say I don't read a ton of business and leadership books. Thanks to director of Amazon Books editorial, Sarah Gelman, talking books from the Amazon's best books of 2020 so far. You can see the entire list. The link is online at beyondthemic.com. If you enjoyed this, make sure you subscribe and share a review on Apple Podcasts. And that, my friends, is a Beyond the Mic shortcut. Shortcut.